You're watching NTV. We can't believe we're still a thing either. What's up, y'all? It's me, Cashton Butcher, and it's time for another episode of EFT, the only hidden camera reality show operated by the Central Intelligence Agency and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Here's an oldie, but a goodie. This senator thinks that's just a normal letter, but he's in for a big surprise. Senator, you just got F. Yeah! Better vote yes on the Patriot Act next week. You're either with us or against us. Just ask this guy from rural Michigan. We should go kidnap the governor. Who the hell are you? It's me, Cash and Butcher. Take him away, boys. Fuck you, You just got out. That counts as a tacit confession. I think I heard him say some racist stuff, too. Just like these people. Hey, everybody. As someone who's a cool youth and totally not a fed, you should all follow me into the Capitol. Surely nothing bad will happen as a result. Hey, someone grab that lectern. Oh, jackpot. Thanks to the first guy, they can all be held indefinitely and without bond. They're considered domestic terrorists. They've been asked. You've been watching NTV. Up next, Rob Deerdeck's Fantasy Factory, where Big gets diabetes and drama is still gay. Bam, 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 bam. Hello and welcome to Normal World 2024, Year of Our Lord. This past weekend, a bunch of Hollywood celebrities who are sexually depraved had their names read aloud from a previously sealed document. I'm, of course, talking about the Golden Globes. Oh. Yes, that's right. Yes. That's right. Actress Gillian Anderson, is that right? Mm. Yes. May, yes, Gillian Anderson uh, wore a dress embroidered with vaginas. Wow. Mm-hmm. More on this story. Uh, we will now go to our Normal World fashion correspondent. Thank y'all so much for joining me for the Golden Globes Roundup this year. Uh-oh. We had ourselves an unforgettable night that no one will ever remember. I'm your fashion correspondent, Crispin. Apparently, Jillian Anderson was wearing some hot cooter. I bet Timothy Chalamet was drowning in it, huh? Come on. Barbie star Margot Robbie was wearing Giorgio Armani while Dylan Mulvaney was wearing us all out with this charade he keeps putting on. I'm just kidding. Dylan Mulvaney was wearing tits by not a real lady. I, I believe that's like a, like a Spanish fashion designer or something. Singer Billie Eilish looked like Marilyn Manson f***ing 
Bill Lumberg from the movie Office Space. Y'all remember the movie Office Space? That's a pretty good movie, huh? They're smashing computers, having a good time. Show's interrupted, though, after Representative Lauren Boebert was caught vaping while trying to jerk off Jared Leto in the coat room. More like 30 seconds until he gets Jillian Anderson's dress pregnant. I'm just saying, I wish I was Jillian Anderson's dress. Speaking of Golden Globes, here's a shot of Ozark's actress Julia Garner letting the old milkers catch a breeze. That's the noise I'd make if I owned a farm and she was one of my cows. All right, that's going to do it for the Golden Globes Roundup. Uh, I'm Chris Bennett. Uh, back to the uh, your, the folks at the, uh, uh, the normal world. Thank you. Thank you, Crispin. Thank you. Hi, welcome to Normal World. I'm Dave Landau. I'm Corby Garrett. And uh, as always, Hi. I missed you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I missed you. It's good. Did you guys have good uh, Christmases and New Year's? I did. We celebrated uh, with presents and a tree. Okay. You know that's not that's uh that's all pagan. I oh. Heard. Well, then we did it wrong. Oh. I just have a I have a pole. It's Festivus. No, nice Festivus. What did you, you do? Also a pole. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I was dancing on one. Oh. Not on Christmas. I'm not a whore. You got to pay for the present somehow. All right. Today we have a guest. Our guest is a best-selling author of three books. Uh, she's a TV host and a self-styled recovering investment banker, also a former Second City alum. Please welcome Carol Roth. Hi, Hi guys. I, I have to say, um, your fashion correspondent, Crispin, is he related to Mr. Mackey from South Park? He could be a relation. <laughs> they sounded okay. Yeah. Golden Globes. Look at the milkers, okay? He's definitely the effeminate Southerner. Yeah. That voice that you might find in, in like North Carolina. Perhaps. Like, Perhaps. Like, hey, how you doing? You guys want to go duck very or something? Familiar Maybe go me. back the way you came. Yeah, we could sit in a blind for who knows how long and be quiet. <laughs> Just be friends. Just us. My gun's not loaded. This one is. Yeah. So <laughs> go ahead, pull the trigger. Investment banker. How'd you Reco recovering and recovering investment banker? It sounds like so much stress. I could not handle that. No. Is it well, not stressful? I don't know. You're investing a lot of money? No, I'm actually not investing any money. So an investment banker helps companies raise money. So I oh, work so with you're restaurants. Like so yeah, so I was the deal maker. So basically Cheesecake Factory, if you've ever eaten at a Cheesecake Factory and gotten really fat afterwards, I helped that because nice. I helped them open up more locations that you could go to and gorge yourself. Well, I think that's when and you were a huge, you were huge at a company by the time you were 25. Let's not be humble. <laughs> you, you know what you're talking about. You just, you wrote a book called You Will Own Nothing. And a couple of things. Yeah, a few books. <laughs> a but things, that yeah. one is uh, definitely interesting because we are coming into a time where I think we'll all own very little. Yeah, I mean, certainly that seems to be the plan of the elite. I love the phrasing that they put out in the, the WEF's 2030 predictions, eight predictions for the mm -hmm. world, that you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Notice it was not will own nothing. They're right. not part of the discussion. They're not. It's not a <laughs> collective, inclusive kind of thing. It's just you're going to own nothing. We'll be really great at the end of it. And then the, I love the little like, and you'll be happy. Like get, yeah. get you to buy into. It. Like don't worry, it's going to be such a carefree lifestyle because you know throughout history the people who didn't own things, you know, they did really well for themselves. They were very happy and very free and totally didn't starve to death. Right. So right. That, that seems like we're going to put that out into the world yeah, having no assets everybody's a renter from blackrock i'm really excited for it what do you think is going to happen with uh charles schwab and like schwab. the uh whole financial meeting next week 
or in the coming weeks. So would that be Klaus Schwab? Klaus yes. Schwab, I meant. Because <laughs> Charles Schwab is yeah. the guy that you go to and, you know, maybe you trade some stocks. Klaus Schwab is a, a very, very, very different <laughs> entity. That's who I meant. They're both I'm evil, so, probably, so it's hard to tell. In fact, <laughs> I think when you open up an account at Charles Schwab, one of the things that they disclaim is no relation to Klaus Schwab right. or the WEF, although they may have an affiliate. No relation to chemo Hitler. Right, exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I'm sure that they will put out um, some, you know, very interesting additional predictions mm -hmm. for us that, of course, that they won't have to uh, participate in. And they will do so and talk about how bad the climate is as they arrive on their private jets. Right. Talk about, you know, the fact that you can't eat meat while they're dining on wonderful steaks and, you know, all these things that we can't do. But it's OK for them because, you know, they have to make sure that they're taking care of the world for yeah, us. They're working hard. Of course. Well, yeah. your, your second book, The War on Small Business, it chronicled... Um, you know, a lot of the government's response to COVID and how right. it went from basically, you know, Wall Street destroyed Main Street, mm. I guess would be a good way in the way that you've put it. Do you think that COVID was, I, I, I guess, who knows what we're allowed to say? I don't care anymore. We're not doctors. Uh, yeah, I'm not a doctor. That what, that's what I'll say that. Um, but do you think that that was definitely the beginning and somewhat once they were able to see that it was a deliberate way that they could start manipulating people? Because I think it's just people want to be led and they don't really notice or care. I mean, from a financial standpoint, do you think that people are just so unaware now of the way that the economic system works that they're easier to be taken advantage of than in the last 20, 30 years? Absolutely. I mean, if you go back to Saturday Night Live in the in the 70s, you had Dan Aykroyd pretending to be Jimmy Carter talking about inflation and talking about money printing and, you know, in, in, in the inflationary aspects and debasing the dollar. And he had this wonderful sketch. It's like, you know, don't you want to be a millionaire? Don't you want to wear a you know $300,000 suit and drive a $200,000 car? We can all do it. You know, making fun of right. that. <laughs> now, you know, on Saturday Night Live, that would never happen, first of all, but it would go over most people's heads. So the fact that people aren't as invested, no pun intended, um, you know, in sort of what's going on financially, and they have it, you know, well enough off that they're like, well, you know, things aren't good and it should be better, but, you know, I'm not going to go out and protest for this. Yeah. Um, I think that that opens us up to more and more things. And it, it's interesting. If you go back to, to COVID, people will tell me all the time, oh, COVID was this black swan event. It wasn't a black swan event. Uh, people predicted pandemics over and over again. They had actually run something called Crimson Contagion, okay. which was this um, you know kind of simulation uh -huh. that was run with a, a bunch of states and the government. What if there was this virus that yeah. escaped hmm. from China? Well, how would our, what our response be? You know, So they, they had predicted that. What was the black swan was the government's reaction to it. Like nobody had on their bingo card, hey, we're going to shut down a third of the economy. And I think of the one thing that I didn't anticipate in the, the whole debacle was that people would go along with it. I mean, my husband and I had the discussion February of 2020 when you know, rumblings were going mm -hmm. on around Europe and, and whatnot that this was, was getting out there. I was like, like, let's just for fun, think about this, you know, what would happen if they tried to shut down the United States for like two weeks? They're like, eh, nobody would go along with that. No. Yeah. But what was clever about, about the way that. they did it is they said, okay, well, what we're going to do is we're not going to shut down the whole economy. We'll just shut down the small businesses. Like Amazon can be open. You Essential. can still get your stuff. Yeah. Right. You can still go to the grocery store. Wall Street, you know, 
we're going to save Wall Street. If those things had been under the same parameters as the rest of us, it wouldn't have lasted two weeks. But because you could sit at home for many of the people uh, and, and get your Amazon and go to the grocery store and, you know, the people who had the, the laptop class, as my friend Carol Markowitz calls it, and, and, and continue their jobs and be like, oh, this is kind of fun, whatever. Um, they didn't see any issue with it. So they let it continue in a way that wouldn't have happened if like you literally couldn't get anything. Well, when you see people who want to fight back, um, for example, with uh, like uh, AMC and GameStop and the way that the guy just believed in the stock yeah. at the time, because it was a it was a company that I even went to a lot at that time. And I had a little bit of stock in it, not a lot. But I remember looking one day and being like, well, that shot up quite a bit, didn't it? Yeah. And we were covering it on a show. But then all of a sudden there were huge people, billionaires who stopped trading on Robinhood. We're trying to get it so yeah. people could stop making money. Mm -hmm. I mean, they and eventually they were bailed out. I mean, they were taken care of by what I assume is taxpayers' dollars. Do you think that there really is a way to get rich in America like there was before? I mean, like I read that your father was like a union electrician. And right. I guess part of that question, too, is do you think unions, because I grew up in Detroit. I always thought, saw, thought of unions as a great thing. But do you think they, they're more of a detriment now than before? So I think yeah, there's a difference between a trade union and a labor union. Sure. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. in this country, we just kind of lump them all together. Makes sense. When you have a specialized union that makes sure that the trade people are of a certain quality and that that has a different sort of tenor to it than, hey, let's organize all the government employees and yeah. get more of the taxpayer money. So I think we have to make the distinction. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting, the whole GameStop phenomenon. I was very much, particularly with AMC, um, in favor of, of the retail investors and cheering for them because it was the sort of second Occupy Wall Street and they were mm -hmm. trying to do it with their dollars and they had a good intention. They just took a trading strategy and they implied it to an investment thesis. It would have worked for a short period of time, but that doesn't work for years and years and years. So unfortunately, it kind of went sideways. But what they were trying to say was really important. And the thing about them is they were really focused in the wrong area. They shouldn't have been focused just on short sellers. They should have been focused on the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is the one that transferred trillions of dollars from Main Street to Wall Street with the government's help. Mm -hmm. The government policy is what caused the inflation. They're the ones together who have increased the value of homes at the time, same time that you know people are bogged down with more cost of living and created this you know huge uh, disparity in the market. So I think there's a lot of, hey, like we know what's going on, but we can't really identify where it's coming from. Mm. And if we had more people who could identify where it's coming from and get, you know, really put that passion in the right direction, that could change the opportunity to save the American dream. Now, wasn't there a great deal of wealth, though, created by betting against people that would fail during the pandemic? Meaning? Like if Wall Street's still open and you know the places are closed and you can bet against it and Amazon's still open, you can buy yeah. stock in that to stay up. Aren't people who are privy to that information, which is almost everybody, which you might think could be insider trading, even though it's not. Because I'm very, I'm, I'm far more ignorant to it than you. I mean, you obviously, yeah. you know, but I mean, doesn't it seem that if you are a short sale, uh, seller, that that having a pandemic or something like that happen is a great way to take out any competitor? You think about the competitors that were mostly shut down, 
there were companies that couldn't access the capital market. You know, Joe's mom and pop spaghetti store or whatever on the corner isn't part of the capital markets. You have no Mm. way to bet against them other than just being a horrible person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, you couldn't really do that. There were obviously, you know, something like an AMC where you couldn't go to a theater or maybe a cruise line. But for many of those companies, they did end up bouncing back. AMC had structural sort of problems in its business, Uh the movie business in general, as you guys know, before we went into the pandemic. So just betting in that short area wasn't really something that they took advantage of. What they took advantage of was having access to lots of cheap capital and putting that, you know, kind of everywhere and blowing up the value of all the different asset classes. Gotcha. Okay. Is there, so the, we have a housing market issue right now, right? Yes. When do you think, could you predict when that might burst? Because it's happening not just in America, it's in the UK. I mean, 10% like interest rates, right? Good? <laughs> Great. <laughs> if you're trying to buy a house. Yeah. So, yeah. Carol, could you Start tell us exactly the date that the housing just market... throw it out there. What do you think? <laughs> you know, if, if I could tell you with that level of specificity, guys, I would be on a mega yacht in the Mediterranean <laughs> right now, well. and I would not be on the set of Normal World. No offense or anything. Um, this is better. <laughs> sure, we don't have it's a buffet in a, a yacht. casino, but we, we play dice. dominoes in the back so it's very difficult to say when that is going to change because there's so many different factors that play in and every single one of them sets off a different chain of events it could come on the demand side it could come on the supply side so the answer is i wish i could tell you with specificity of course i would go out and make my bets first before i told you with specificity um (laughs) but uh anybody who can tell you that they exactly know unless they have some sort of piece of inside information or research that they're planning to release um, is probably not telling the truth or can like time travel, which is pretty cool. And then we need to figure out other things. That's a whole nother thing. I watched the big short. (laughs) Oh, I'm pretty Pretty sure I know. (laughs) Well, no, I, I, I do have it. It's it's it will happen though. I mean, sort of, and I find it odd because like, okay, we we're allowed to to bail out the government. We're allowed to bail out the banks, and then we have to give the money back to the people. And you would assume that would be at an interest rate that people could afford to help rebuild the economy. <laughs> and now we're at like these ten percent interest rates at inflated rates. So it's like, come start a family in a one hundred twenty thousand dollar house that costs six hundred thousand right. dollars at a ten percent rate. You know, you know what like, would solve this like real quickly is making it easier and less costly to build houses. There's almost $100,000 in regulation that goes into the price of every new home. Now, granted, some of the things we want, you know, we don't want electrical wire, wires that burn down the house, you know, the first day. So there's I've some things in there, but not $100,000 <laughs> worth, right? Um, and then all the like NIMBY zoning laws that happen at the, the local level. So there's a way to get more supply into the market if we wanted to incentivize that to happen. Mm-hmm. But if you are a wealthy asset holder that's benefiting from that, you don't care, unfortunately. Well, yeah, and it's not the old brick houses that you look and you're like, what architecture? It's cookie cutter houses where you're like, you know, if you punch the siding hard enough, you can be inside. It goes up in a weekend or something like that. Yeah. 
So what? So did you do Second City before you were investment banker or after? No, afterwards. So um, I left investment banking because I never wanted to be the world's best investment banker. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I started doing media stuff. Really, I wanted to be a game show host. That's that. I still want to be a game show host. I think giving away fun prizes and seeing people excited, like that just seems awesome. You're kind of like Santa Claus. So I would still like to do that. I like plus, that. Yeah. Plus there's like a, a humor aspect if you do like a family feud type of thing where you can interact with the contestants and you're Steve Harvey mm -hmm. and you make fun of them. So so I like stuff like that. Um, but when I was starting to do media, I had these people who were kind of thinking about managing me and they're like, you know, you're so funny and you have got like so much great content, but you like hold on to the content too much. You should go do improv. So I don't do anything like a normal person. I'm like, eh, I don't really want to go to improv class with like somebody who's, you know, never done anything funny and we have to all sit around and wait for that person. I wonder if I could like do private lessons with them. And Second City offers private lessons. Pretty much, here's a here's a tip for money. People do pretty much anything. It's true. Yeah, it's, 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 it's everyone has a price. Yeah. So I I yep. went to them. I and made thirty eight dollars today. <laughs> Ooh, for what? You don't want to know. Uh, no, I do. <laughs> I wore knee pads, and my father's crying in heaven. <laughs> Uh, so I went and uh, I worked with one of their directors and people who are actually had graduated from Second City and were performing live. Um, and they in the Del Close days or was this past that? Uh, I think it was past that. Okay, a little bit past it. Yeah. And um, and so like Beth Maluski, who okay. was, you know, the uh, host of Cash Cab Chicago, was one of the people mm -hmm. that I did work with and had all of these people. So I got to actually step in and work with the professionals. So that was fun. That's fantastic. Thanks. Yeah, I love I love improv and I love Second City and that's awesome your part. Well, and yes, I wanted to and and <laughs> <laughs> zip zap zap. I uh, <laughs> well, because you are here, I did want to talk about comedy, and you did just mention Steve Harvey, That's who has right. come up in some recent allegations. I don't know if you've seen this story, but Cat Williams did an interview where he calls out comedians Cedric the Entertainer and Steve Harvey and Kevin Hart, uh, and here is him talking about Cedric the Entertainer stealing jokes. So this is not just a random joke. This is my very best joke, and it's my last joke, and it's my closing joke. Okay. 1998, I'm doing this joke. It's on Comic View. Cedric comes to the comedy store. He watches me in the audience. He comes backstage. He tells me what a great job I did and how much he loves the joke. Two years later, he's doing that as his last joke on the Kings of Comedy. And he's doing it verbatim. He's just changed my car into a spaceship. All right. Now we do. I remember that joke. I remember that joke I remember very the well. Joke, yes. And, uh, you know, he, I love Cat Williams. I'm I, just going to say it. A huge fan. Absolutely. And, uh, I'm a, a huge fan of Bernie Mac from the Kings of Comedy. Mm -hmm. um, Chick so. Chicago guy. Yeah, yeah, big time Chicago legend. Yep. Love Bernie. Who got a break a bit late in life and sadly passed at the age of 50 yeah. and just a brilliant, brilliant comedian. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, that's why I want to put this side by side and see uh, if Kat's right. Well, I just want to say also, before we get to that, Cedric the Entertainer was asked about this and oh, he really? responded. Yeah, yeah, what he was responded. his response? Let's yeah. see it first. I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. It is interesting. It's interesting. Was it? it was interesting. It was interesting. That's all he said? 
Right. I mean, you know, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting time now. People get on these blogs and they just, you know, start just spewing <laughs> off stuff that's not even factual. Right. But, you know, I let, I let the fodder just go out there until I'm ready show. to respond to your it. Work, your work I'm, speaks I'm, for I itself. I am who I am. I I, you know, it. I stand on that, right? I mean, he is. Bernie Mac, Steve Harvey, Cedric, they uh -huh. were the original and DL, kings yeah. And DL comedy. So if they are not the original kings of comedy, this is throwing the whole thing off the, out yeah, the window. Yeah, during the during the interview, he almost calls out every single king of comedy. Mm -hmm. Well, he except for Bernie and DL. He didn't call it either of them. The two that yeah. he was like, no, these two guys are legit. Uh, uh, they're not joke stealers. Well, let's see this compare because as a comic, I, I don't wanna, even want to yeah. start it with that. Yeah. But that's the worst thing you can do. Right. It's seriously the idea of being a comedian is because you're putting something that you care about and are passionate about in front of an audience for a reaction. Working like the, so thievery is very hard. Completely frowned on. So let's see if this is true. Cat in the hat. I think this is 1998. Yeah. yeah 98. Def, uh, no, sorry, Comic View. I like that he's dressed like Prince. Yes. Cat's it's always a pimp, man. He did say it was a long setup. Oh, did yeah. he? It'll Push it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, comic feel. That was the commercial. I know space shuttle too. That's right up our damn alley. And space shuttle is long. They ain't scared of no black folk. We were driving space shuttle. We grew up driving long cars. We were driving space shuttle like it's a 72 deuce and a quarter. Nigga, we, nigga, we, we get us a cigarette. Nigga, we get us, we be in a space shuttle, nigga, like it's a 72 deuce. Mm. You can kind of see him. Almost spot on. Got the leg shake. Stole the joke. Yeah, <laughs> I think we got. I think we get it. I love that we just threw, we can cut it there. I'm gonna throw space shuttle in there. Yeah, I'll change it a little bit. Completely change the entire tenor of the whole thing. Right. Like, Meanwhile, you're using the same hand, the same smoking yeah. hand. It's like <laughs> Vanilla Ice. It's like it's a it's a different song. Okay. Or the president of Harvard. Yeah. Something something like that. Yes. Plagiarism. Yes. Yeah. Which is amazing. You get to become the <laughs> in charge of Harvard. Yeah. Uh, this isn't the only yeah. example, though. They, that we were able to find. We found another example of Cedric doing this. I'm a, he, I was a fan of Cedric the Entertainer, too, back I, in the day. I, I mean, was at times. I think it was the hats that began to throw me in recent years. <laughs> he always had hats. What are you vest? talking about? Were you, were you down with the long vest? I don't think I was. Steve Harvey's always had too many buttons for me. Mm. I've always said that's a lot of buttons for a suit. Interesting. What? I, I don't. Does I don't. He, he does the double-breasted, like uh, zoot yeah, he's suit, had almost. The zoot suit, almost. It looks like, yeah, almost, but not complete zoot suit. But I, I mean, I was a fan of the Kings of Comedy. I can't lie about yeah. that. But Bernie, you know, DL was. I was a fan of ever since I saw him on Fresh Prince. 
and then I was a fan of Bernie the second I saw him on stage because it was, I was a fan of him when I saw him on um, Def Jam. And mm -hmm. we, we can show a bit of that later. But will, when, yeah. when I saw him on Def Jam when I was young, because I watched Def Comedy Jam, that was my yeah. favorite show. And I just absolutely just, he destroyed harder than I think anybody ever did. And it, we'll get into it in a bit. Well, but I, I loved Showtime at the Apollo. And so yes. I'm, oh. that started me with Steve Harvey. You know, he did the hosting uh -huh. of that. He took over in that role. And uh, that was my favorite at, you know, two o'clock in the morning central. You've got amateur hour. You've got the Sandman, the whole yeah. thing. I, I yeah, Sandman that. would come yeah. out with yeah. The, yeah, the hook. Yeah. I think the first time I watched uh, Bernie was Friday. He's a great character in Friday. Yes. And then uh, House Party 3. Yeah, he was also uncle. in Who's the Man with Ed Lover. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and Dr the other Dr. Dre. Be yourself. I will say, before we get to Bernie, because I would love to talk about Bernie, there is some pretty damning evidence about Cedric. Oh, the is there? Oh, Let's see. Oh, no. More Play Cedric? It. Okay. Worse than the spaceship. Oh, no. Do you guys remember this? I, I do. Yeah, I used to watch it with my mom, unfortunately. And they had this man who worked for them occasionally named Bominicious. And he did various small jobs for them on and off for about a week. One night he had just finished bartending the party and the lady of the house realized that she didn't have any money. So she said to him, Bominicious, I, I want to write you a check, but I, I don't know how to spell Bominicious. And he said, well, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. See, when I came to work for By the way, you, 1988. This one's 88, okay. But you can call me. By my initials. I had a feeling <laughs> Delta Burks there. <laughs> well, yeah, look at this. <laughs> and okay. then here we go. Okay, and what we got next? Everybody around here call me Bominicious. Oh, no. oh dude, right oh, up. Everybody. Everybody, oh. words. everybody call you Bominicious. <laughs> hey, everybody in the whole city call me Bominicious. Don't even worry about it. It's fine. You call me there. Don't even worry about it. Oh. Bombing this is what everybody calls. Yeah, everybody he just starts doing man. jokes from Martin. I'm like, all right. So all <laughs> what are you doing? Know, my ass so about bombing this. What like, up, There's no one in my hey, audience that's run, ever run, seen designing women. Hey, the internet isn't a thing. Right. You're never gonna okay, put so this together. Him? Yeah, there's that's gotta be it. I mean, I, you're taking from '80s sitcoms. You assume, like, I guess his new right, special. It's mainly jokes from Small Wonder. It's the same joke. I feel like the audiences would have overlapped, and somebody would have been like, wait a second, I feel like I've heard this before. Well, Cedric went mainstream more than a lot of the other... Well, him well, and Steve Harvey. Yeah, but he, they're not... The mainstream that Cedric is is not watching Designing Women in the 80s. No. I, but well, he I was. Mean, <laughs> I think, Except for Cedric himself, who clearly was watching it. No, but I mean, he but he's was. mainstream enough to where I think people in the 80s would be fans of him and then yeah. go like, well, I remember this designing women, you know, this Bomalicious name. Right. This, I don't know why you'd be watching that and be like, Bomalicious, that's good. <laughs> this is, well, and also, high tier in comedy. The, in the 80s, I mean, we didn't have like the, the amount of options of shows that we have now. There yeah. were like, Channel, you know, four, five, six, eight, and eleven, and twenty. You know, there right, were only a cut right. like that. A certain amount of channels that only had a certain amount of shows, like. But you also didn't have the connections of people, and so I wonder mm -hmm. how many more people just took stuff. They're like, "Oh, that's a funny thing I right. saw on Facts of Life or Small Wonder, whatever," oh. and then threw it out there because there's no internet. Who's calling you out? Like, yeah. if, even if you're sitting with someone at the show and being like, "Doesn't that sound like something from Designing Women?" How are you finding that out? You can't pull in it the, up in like the a clip. In the '90s, you can't yeah. find this information out. You can't go online. You can't verify it. It's just like 
maybe I heard that somewhere before. Yeah. Oh, I must have been Cedric, you know? That's a good point. Well, thievery has, you know, it's been around for so long, plagiarism and all that, but you're sitting, but as far as thievery, comedy thievery. thievery has been but, around for yeah. so long. I mean, like in the Hollywood <laughs> industry, say. you have, there's been stealing since early times. <laughs> what? Yes. All the way back to the 40s, I hear. Um, but there, if you... Look back, like you have TV people that would come in writers and just sit in comedy clubs and write down ideas, steal jokes. I mean, there's all kinds of people that would just take everything. And Bernie... Wait, are you saying that Hollywood people are bad and look, they I, would take hey, other I people's say, ideas? I can't say that. Listen, Carol. You, I, I don't, I don't need my career ruined. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do a show on The Blaze, which is one of Hollywood's top programs. What's interesting is that Bernie Mac actually spoke... Um, he did, and he also talked about how, and I do want to air that, and he yeah. also did talk about how Steve Harvey had called up to try to get his job on Ocean's Eleven. And yeah, Cat uh, dropped a bunch of TM. Yeah, so and many different comedians. It was kind of crazy. Was I love Steve Harvey. But earthquake. He does he said have earthquake can read. Job. <laughs> yeah, he does there, have there, a there lot are three of people jobs. who are working in Hollywood. Steve Harvey has 30 percent of the jobs and then the other percent of the jobs go to everybody he's else. like the other ryan seacrest yes. correct yeah. yes that's what seacrest didn't get a sitcom thank god he's the black <laughs> um but yeah that's uh, let's see what bernie had to say i've been with me all the time you know she's seen my, my stuff my new stuff and all that kind of stuff when i especially when i do my single dates and i'm trying to school her you don't do your material around a lot of comedians <laughs> That's like stealing in front of the police. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they mean well, but they, they sit on the side. Ooh, that's funny. And next you know, you see it on HBO or something. You be sitting at home. That shit mine, you know? <laughs> but ain't nobody gonna believe first come, first serve. You know? So when you do new stuff, you never, I'm gonna tell you, for you comics coming up, never bring your stuff out in front of a house full of comedians. You have never worked a lot. Mm. Especially established comedians like myself, you'll never work a lot. I got too much pride. I can't take something that ain't mine. You know what I mean? I can't go up and say something ain't mine. The kick about going up there is making people laugh about something that you wrote. Fourth King, I got the offer. Then what happened? But I turned it down. Why? Because you shit on Bernie. Mm. And I know the truth. You think I'm going to let you shit on Bernie and then come get me? I'm the next king? Fuck you. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. It's like three hours long. Yeah, it's, it's actually really a, a really good interview. Um, like like you said, I love Cat Williams. Oh, like, he's a legend. He's so funny. Like, I remember being a kid and my mom uh, staying up late and watching his comedy specials, like the jokes about him and his son, um, buying a PlayStation and all that stuff. I love, I love him. Uh, I went into this cause I, I not like followed him and I went into it thinking like, okay, maybe he's a little older and maybe he's crazy. Well, he's done or, crazy things in the he's past. He's done crazy yeah. stuff. Right. And then I watch it and he says some like outlandish, outlandish things. And then, because I like Earthquake, I think he's very funny. Yeah, he's very funny. He kind of attacks him, and you he know, does, there's a does. few on there that it's sort of, it, and it's just sort of attacks, not really it's saying anything attacks, about their yeah. character. Yeah. Where I understand the personal. There's issues. a lot of personal, I think, beef that's but, happening. But you have to ask why now, right? Because doesn't he have a big tour that's coming out? Oh, yeah. He's smart. And all of a sudden, okay, well, what can I do to raise some interest? I'm old enough. Now I'm just going to throw everybody under the bus. And now people want to come. Because controversy 
is great for ticket sales. And it's the kind of controversy that is, you know, palatable, right? You're, yeah. you're, you're looking okay enough. I mean, it's not like a Epstein Island controversy or something oh. where people are like, eh, maybe I'm not going to that show. Well, what I was going to say, and I don't want it to, yeah. if he ever watches this, hey, I know you're watching every episode. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's crazy. I, I think a lot of the things that he said, there, I watched a few other videos like Breaking It Down and showing examples of yeah, especially yeah, with Mark is, Curry and some other people, truth, like yeah. almost all oh, of yeah. the things he said, he does like exaggerate, but I think that's part of like no. But the question is why now, yeah. right? Like he, he's oh, it's this for a long time. Yeah. So like why 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 are we sharing this today? Something that we've known for a very Shay, long time. Shay, he did a follow up and he said he was like, I've been trying to get Cat Williams on the show for years, like almost like uh, since they started the show originally, and then just one day Cat was like. Hey, I'm going to be on the show. Hey, I got a tour coming out. Yeah. Can I come on your show? I got some some tea to spill because we all want to come and see man. the good gossip, right? It's yeah, no, I think I see what you're saying there. There's definitely always a money angle, I think, with a lot of the stuff. But at the same time, I think if he's at a point now where he's more respected as a comedian than Definitely. ever, which is true because now the benefit of the internet and even it, it kind of started with Car uh, Carlos Mencia getting called out by Joe Rogan. Yeah. And that kind of put the fear of God, at least into the more white comedy scene, you know, for a long time, not just the urban scene. Cause I started in Detroit where you kind of played both. Yeah. And I mean, there's thievery in both, you know? Um, but that kind of puts the fear of God into you knowing that there's other people watching. Not that you would, you have necessarily interest in doing it, but you see people who are, you do an impression when you first start, you don't really get it. You're trying to be somebody, you know, right. you're figuring out your voice, you know, but some people take it way too far and they just steal jokes. They yeah. become this. And I think Kat's at a point where he's been around for so long. He's finally earned the respect totally. that he's shot past some people as far as respect as a comic. And he can finally say, Hey, I was trying to tell you this. It means a lot to me because yeah. you stole a piece of, of this from me. And I think there's an anger and a bitterness there, too, which I don't think is ever healthy. I've had issues where I've let anger and bitterness control things that I've <laughs> said. how you made about, the $38 earlier? Yes. <laughs> may have been. But it's like, yeah, you never feel good about it. I, you know, I think yeah. I think later... But sometimes the truth does need to get out. Sometimes like, you have to tell was, the truth because it's better off because it has to be done for reasons, yeah. even if we don't know them. But sometimes you deny it if you're the president of Harvard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And speaking of Epstein, what I was going to say, I was going to ask what you guys thought about what he said about the Illuminati stuff, because that piques my know. interest a little bit. Oh, when he said that uh, Chris Tucker was the Illuminati or was the uh, Epstein Island Chris Tucker? No, well, you talking about ludicrous. It was ludicrous. Yeah, they were at a party and it was a Illuminati party. And they were I like, hey, one of you guys Eyes are going to be the successful <laughs> ones. You, do we have a clip? We do. Yeah. OK. Are you related to uh, Luda? No, um, so there was a crossroads where we were both invited to an Illuminati thing, and it had to be one or the other of us, and decisions had to be made. So it was both of us, we were equal. One of us had to cut off all their hair and couldn't do the sideburn thing no more with the points. And the next person they said was going to get $200 million because they were going to pay him $10 million a movie to do 20 movies. And that's how the conversation happened. One of those persons turned out to be ludicrous, and the other person turned out to be Cat Williams. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you didn't think that he was crazy. Now we've seen this clip. Would you like to revise that at all? No, no. Uh, I, th I think there's definitely some weird, dark 
uh, stuff going on in Hollywood. I don't think it's Illuminati. I don't think it's uh, all connected, but there's definitely dark stuff going on. And I'm sure, I'm sure there was some kind of party or a meeting where they were like, Hey Luda, you're going to come in and then we're going to ask you to change your whole look or change the way you do stuff. We'd like a more clean cut person or whatever it was. I'm sure that one well, cat has a great bit about when he's pitching a show to a, a network exec and the guy just does Coke in front of him. And he's <laughs> that like, that's happening all the time, right? <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. I mean, he's like, everybody accepted it. He's like, don't you know that I can see you? Yeah, right. They did. They, they had so much power, right? They, they don't, uh, they aren't afraid to show up in these. Well, that's why I showed my former Coke table on the show, which yeah, I didn't buy I saw as a that Coke, picture. People who were like in charge of these different, like larger shows in LA would come in, into my apartment and just start doing rails. And I'm like, it's my fault for buying the table, <laughs> but it wasn't the intention. The intention was, it was just a silly table that was mirrored with a golden panther on it. But then any cokehead who comes in is like, sweet. Yeah, it's really your fault. It yeah. is my, I, I tell you, I take it as my fault. I mean, you, you know, when in Rome, right, you gotta yeah, do these know. things. But you know, back right. to the stealing jokes thing for a second. You know, he, Bernie Mac was saying how you don't want to put your material in front of other comedians. The worst place for stealing jokes and sort of funny lines is Twitter. I mean, oh, there, that, that, that is like you talk about the place that you don't want to be is the Internet. You have a funny thing. Mm -hmm. You put it out there and all of a sudden you'll catch like one of your own followers saying it like back to you. And it's like, yeah, that's my line. Like, that's the thing I can't. Or various ones where they repeat it and it's everybody parroting each other. And it's like, I know you read it 48 times <laughs> before you wrote it as your original thought. There's no way you didn't see this. Twitter is a horrible place. <laughs> well, no, and I. I'm with you on that. Like, I just think that especially now with comedy, what I think made Bernie stand out so much was the fact that he was talking about uh, having his sister's adopted daughter. The stuff about him was so personal. And I think that's why comedy is different now where it's a lot more personal and it's a lot more, it's it's just difficult to steal because comics don't, it's, it's harder to just do one-liners and that sort of thing because they're very takeable. But then you change it mm. to a spaceship from a car and then you think it's an original story. Right, right? exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You play it on a massive It's my personal special. story that absolutely didn't happen. Yes, you change yeah. one word. Exactly. Yes, and it's it's all mine. It's a totally different joke. Yeah, it's very sad that that's how anybody would think, especially if you're doing like your fourth special, which isn't on Netflix or Tubi, evidently. Tubi. Yeah. <laughs> said many times. Netflix Tubi. or Tubi. All right, I have a question for you, Dave, as a comedian. Yes. Do you think there's any possibility, you know, bobblicious aside, yes. that you hear something and it kind of gets into your head and you forget about it? And then it like, you know, 10 years later pops out and you don't remember that you actually heard it from somewhere else? Oh, I absolutely think that's possible. And I think it's possible because you have conversations with people and sometimes just talking to your friends. That's something that, you know, goes into your act or opinions. And right. It's living your life and then writing off of that. Mm -hmm. So I do think that's very possible. And I think it's very, uh, it's something that I think you can call yourself on too if you go, oh man, I, I realize that and you stop. Um, I think when it's a spaceship and a car, it's pretty obvious <laughs> it's you didn't. He's doing like the, the, the Yeah, you got the choreography down. Yeah, you're going to remember right. where you heard it at yeah. a comic view taping, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, I'm with you that I think that that's with anything, you know? Or yeah. people quote things, people have similar ideologies. It's a relatability, you know, I think. Mm -hmm. So no, I think there is a, a certain level of attack before there is rational thinking but i think with this he's absolutely right yeah and it's clear that he's been thinking about these things for a long time 
A lot of it. Yeah, and he doesn't seem like he would have come out without the very specific examples. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And as we saw, Cedric. As we right, saw. Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that would be spot well on. I want facts on Earthquake being able to read, though. I'm sure he can. Earth, Earthquake's <laughs> hilarious, dude. I, he really is funny. I mean, yeah, he's Earthquake's got, great. That's it's about black terrorists and a bomb going off and CP time and mm -hmm. just hears an explosion down the street and he's like, is it Tuesday? He also called out, uh, I forgot the, the comedian's name, the comedian that played Santa Claus in Friday After Next. Uh, yeah. Him. Faison. Faison. No, Faison. That's not Faison. Oh, that, no, that that's, was that's uh, Big Worm. Bad Santa. That's, uh, that's, that, he's in... Is that Bad Santa? Elf, but he's also in... Oh, Elf. He's in the first Friday. Elf. He plays Big Worm. Uh, no, the comedian that, that that played Santa Claus. Ricky he's Smiley. Like the, yeah, Smiley. Mm. He said that he wanted... He originally was supposed to play... Uh, the pimp in that movie and went off and like on this show that he did the interview on and then Cat Williams called him out on that and he was like I've got receipts like I made up the whole character and like why would you even go and say that Ice Cube did I was say, just gonna say yeah Ice Cube did say it wasn't specifically written for Cat or made up by yeah. him but the whole character was done by him right all that all, all the designed stuff, by Cat everything was designed by Cat and it was yeah. a small role that became a huge role because Cat was so funny yeah. Mm -hmm. So Ice Cube did back him up on that as well. Yeah. And so, Ice Cube is a guy who is very honest. <laughs> yeah, he's very forthcoming with his uh, his thoughts and yes. his language, yes. And a guy who you won't see on the Epstein list, I'll tell you that much. Hey. It's called the Segway, friends. <laughs> More than 900 pages of the most uh, oof, mm. unredacted documents, we'll call it that, were released uh, uh, Wednesday, January 23rd, Thursday, the tw uh, January, or the 3rd. It's like a three-day <laughs> like rollout. Like a save the, the date. In the future. <laughs> a whole bunch of names came out, but I wanted to go through some of the names. Okay, let's hear them. Just to see your thoughts on them. David Copperfield, I just want to say my thought <laughs> is... Yeah, David Copperfield was on David it. Copperfield? Evidently. Well, I mean, in fairness, people who think magic cool, is cool are really only under the age of 13. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> he's he's he has a bad reputation. I used to read this gossip blog called Crazy Days and Nights back oh, in yeah, the day. Oh yeah, I learned that. Yep. Yeah, I know. I know. Ente. He's a yep. he's a, a very interesting guy. He's been on this Epstein stuff for a really long time. Really? But even aside from that, some of the blogs. David Copperfield has always had a somewhat suspect uh, right. reputation when it came to women. I mean, Claudia Schiffer got rid of him, if you recall, and. Uh, yeah, he's he's not one of those that you would think has sort of the sterling reputation. So that was not entirely a surprise to me. Okay, but he made the Statue of Liberty disappear. So, but my and apparently a bunch of victims as well. So yeah, yeah. 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 Is that where they go? And he's like, hey, I need a volunteer <laughs> <laughs> to my island. Who was it? You, who said that had like he has like four or five? He does. Oh, he has like he has several of his own islands. Himself. Which I imagine are mass graveyards. That is uh, <laughs> suspicious. Hey, I went down this really cool island. I think I'm going to build a few of them and, uh, and you know get that idea and just kind of make make it my own. Cedric yeah. the Entertainer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's Cedric. Jeffrey Cedric Epstein. the Entertainer of, <laughs> of islands. Yeah. Yes, he's just copying them. Yes. <laughs> what a what a hack. David wow. Copyfield. <laughs> Copperfield. Oh, <laughs> of a young. Yeah. It's well, my understanding that your magic is also not real. What? What? Yep. Hey. The prestige. Oh, you're 13. All right. Um, so <laughs> Who's, we, next? Who's next? Who's next? Stephen Hawking. 
What is the best one? Was anybody surprised? I love how the cryptic email that they shared was, hey, uh, I'm Stephen Hawking's lawyer, and he'd like to get out of the child orgy he was a part of. If anybody would like to do that, uh, we'll give them money. It's like, you're just going to write that all out like He's that. He's in a wheelchair. How was he? What's the, what are you it's doing? It's his make-a-wish. It's like, meh, meh. Oh, God. Oh. Oh, please. Oh. Mm. Lower. <laughs> Lower. Softer or harder, I don't know. I cannot feel. You smell shit? It's me. It's always me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he just looks like somebody hit a spider with a newspaper. And I can't <laughs> Anybody, but like groups of people having to. But here, here's the thing. Who do you think got picked to be uh. the one... Short you straw. have to go and service Stephen Hawking. Like it's like this is your punishment. Okay, you know you you were bad on the island today. <laughs> this is what you have to do. Or maybe it's, it's the good one because you're gonna feel safe. He's not gonna attack you. Right. You could you could run <laughs> Wait, away. You, you could walk that? away. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know the ability of Stephen Hawking with his wheelchair to potentially attack mm. you? Oh, in that's a true. Way? I, he was faking the whole time. You could have a saw built in there. <laughs> Who knows? Right. That thing could walk. <laughs> Yeah, you don't know what he's got. Like a, right, it's an, a, an AI thing that who knows. Like robot. I guess is he just mm-hmm. laid there and blinked. <laughs> <laughs> That's my so guess. Satisfying. Yeah, I'd want to. I'd want to call me daddy. <laughs> yeah, God gave me this because I deserved it. Deserved it. That's my black hole. Black hole. How okay, old who's is next? your black hole? Most of the Alan Dershowitz, who I'm not surprised about. He was on a show with me once, and I basically made fun of him because I, I thought he is. seemed guilty. He's a lawyer. And uh, Prince Andrew, who... Wait, wait, wait. He's not just this. a lawyer. He was, what case was he involved in? Epstein's, right? And who else is? Wait, what? Wasn't it... Uh, well, of course he'd be on the plane. Was it? I don't know. I was asking. Was it I'm curious. OJ? Oh. Was it OJ? That's where I know the name from. You know the name from OJ. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't. He was on the team. It's all all coming together. Wow. Also, he's the last living uh, defense attorney? Of OJ? For the juice? (laughs) What? I think. Really? Oh, for the Mm. juice. Oh. No, the juice. OJ Simpson. (laughs) I was like, all of the people have a lawyer? Look, all I know, Prince Andrew, was anybody surprised? No, I thought we knew that one. No, they, they, they didn't even, they barely even covered him on the crown. They're like, you know what? This is, we don't want this on the Netflix series. Yeah. This is bad karma. We're just, we'll just pretend he doesn't exist. Like, we know what he did. <laughs> he was friends with, um, absolutely disgusting. Mm. Like, we nothing mm. to do with him. Mm. I'm several road trips. Hip hip. Josh. Uh, Bill Clinton. That's a shocking. That one blew me away, guys. I have to say, I did not see that one coming. Yeah, I had no idea. It turns out he's somewhat of a pervert. (laughs) (laughs) You don't say. Yeah, it's it's that's incredible. It turns out the man who's looks like he's riddled with AIDS. He looks evil. Like like, looks not just like he's an evil person. Like he looks like he's the embodiment of evil. His his just like you know how some women have like resting bitch face. Yes, he has resting leering face. He's just always like (laughs) he's done it so long (laughs) it's set in. Yeah, just like you know how they say like don't do make this face or your face is gonna freeze like that. Yeah, he's just it's in in a a leer like he's just being perverted all the time. Yeah, like he's watching a girl change shoes. Mm-hmm. Give some juice. Feet. 
<laughs> Who else is on the list? It's a perversion online, you know. Oh, yeah. Just feet. Feet. Seems we've all... Michael. I think everything's a perversion online. I would guess if there was something out there, you could probably find yeah. a community of perverts. Rule yeah. 34. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of them. I don't know what the... I don't know. That's I've where they go. No, no, for sure, but... That hang out. Just, That's where they go to hang out. Yeah, I think porn is... I, I, I couldn't look at it myself. <laughs> you ever seen it? <laughs> no. It's horrifying. You know? I don't know what... I guess I what just... Is this? Yeah, maybe it's because... Porn? I, porn? I don't know. Porno? I've never heard stag they films. They did that in like the 60s and 70s, didn't they? Porno? Yes. That's what I... Stag films. Right. They would have it on... Uh, yeah, you'd have to rent like film? a 32 millimeter from the mafia. And be like, come on, guys. We're <laughs> all going to watch it. Oh, let's all Projector. do this together. They play piano. Uh, and then Michael Jackson went to Epstein's Island. What? Uh, I assume he probably just had a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> he went to his Palm Beach home. <laughs> Just to clarify, did he? Okay, yes. so yeah, he went. Okay. Oh, he went oh, to oh. Epstein's Palm Beach. I, home. It's That's not a, better. Okay. What did he? What did he wear? Like, imagine Michael Jackson and like his like you know Thriller outfit or yeah. something. With Whatever Corey Feldman's wearing today, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just hanging out in Palm Beach, being like, mm-hmm. so so. What do we want to do now? What are we doing, yeah. guys? Yeah. Where are the boys though? So, we, are there boys? They, on they the destroyed island? that Palm Beach home. He didn't stay long yeah. because <laughs> girls have cooties. Shema. Why, you know it. Why you are there little girls here? <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> get the little girls out of the pool. I'm gonna get sick. <laughs> he was framed. He was framed. Do you know that they, be, they destroyed his house? That house, the Palm Beach house in 2021. Who's? They destroyed it. Michael Jackson? No, 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 no. Oh, I thought oh, he was talking house. about Thank Neverland. What? I know. Who yeah. could? I wanted to go ride the teacups <laughs> and the Ferris wheel and the I want all that. I want the... play with the series of bells that would warn and all in the trap doors. Came home. But that's what he heard about Epstein's Island. He's like, oh, a fun island. Maybe there's a roller coaster there. Yeah, I can go. And then he Weird. sees Stephen Hawking, yeah. and he's like, this is disgusting. This is terrible. <laughs> Why would you well, do this? Walk out of here. Ignorant. I got to get my nose fixed from smelling what went on here. <laughs> I, I got to bleach my skin and get the germs off. I don't my reputation. I better get out <laughs> it of here. It turns out he's completely innocent. He just went to Epstein <laughs> Island once I'm and saying. destroyed his body. <laughs> I felt horrible about it. I must wash off what I saw. <laughs> I must get clean. <laughs> it's dirty here. His hand. I saw Bill Clinton. Man is the devil. He was leering at me. His wife's cankles held me down. Big coffee can ankles. I feel like those last few were obvious choices that I already knew happened. So what was the more. big? What was the big like? You know, there wasn't. Oh, uh, I don't think there was. I think everybody. Everybody was, was like, "Yep, yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, I think people were surprised. Some people weren't on it, but other than that, I think we were all like, "Sure." <laughs> yeah. I think part of it is people are like, oh, you're a pedo, but it's like, yeah, he's a guy who rented planes and stuff. I don't think you just say that, but then you see people like Bill Clinton, you're like, well, yeah, he definitely went to the island for a massage. <laughs> yeah, there's something that you're like, yeah, you did. definitely, like, could I get a runaway? Oh, great. But she, yeah, maybe it he is. looks scared. Hey, just a benefit of the doubt. Maybe he's just renting planes out to people and he see old, oh, Epstein? old Lita rental. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Ghislaine also Maxwell, apparently she was involved. I was on what? the list. What? 
Yeah, she was the she's the serving the twenty year prison she's, sentence. Oh. By the way, the, the the name of his airline his was the Lolita Express. Right. Yes. So if you if you went on that, I don't think that was the official name. I think that was the the name amongst the people <laughs> in the, the know. So <laughs> okay. I would imagine that as somebody who is going on the plane called the Lolita Express, you might be like, "Oh, that's a cute name. <laughs> what, how did that come about? Don't look into it." What is this? It's the doo-doo choo-choo. Why do you call it that? No reason. Chris Tucker's going to do a smoky voice. Hop right on. I I was sad about that one, man. I like Chris Tucker. I know. Well, he may have just been on a plane, though. Maybe. Hey, there's no real proof that he... I don't think anybody... Do you know which... These are on this specific plane, right? I mean, Chris Tucker's a pretty, you know... Yeah, it could be just some guy. Yeah, it could just be, yeah. It could just be any Chris Tucker. Yeah. I mean, maybe judge, the guy who likes to tuck. Judge, it's true. It could be Christina Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> we should. Uh, Chris, yeah, Chris we got to get out of here in a minute, though. We are about to run out of time. I want to thank our guests very much for thank coming you. on the show before we get to end of the world. Uh, and by the way, you have a book out. Oh, I do. Yes. Where can we find it? Uh, you can find it wherever fine books are sold. Uh, whether you like to support those big bad. Uh, websites or, you know, maybe your local bookstore, you will own nothing. You can own the book. If you own, exactly. You took Mm. it out of my mouth. If you you buy the hard copy, you will actually physically own it. You can start on that path to ownership. And I, I, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me guys. Seriously. I appreciate it. Um, you can see me January 18th at Hyenas. I will also be with Pantelis and Derek Richards that oh, night. Heck you yeah. should come out. I'm totally going to that. Oh, he's going to be there too. Also, uh, January 19th, 20th at the Funny Bone in Richmond. And my special is, uh, it's my last special if you have it already, but it was been picked up by Comedy Genius. It's comedygenie.us. You can get it, it again. Uh, you can get 50% off with code Dave Landau and get a lot of other specials on there, including a bunch of Ralphie Mays and a few other people. So again... Uh, comedy genius, fifty percent off. Uh, yeah. Enjoy it. So yeah, g e n i dot u s not dot com. All right, you can find me on uh, my personal channel on Neurotic Channel, where I do a lot of uh, editing and hosting on that channel as well, and uh, Adam Krigler's channel on Mondays, based on Mondays. I do and- just want to say. I've been watching Forbidden Frontier a lot oh. over the Christmas oh, yes. break, and I that is a fine program. Thank you, You're ma'am. Welcome. We have a lot of fun. It's cool. Talk about a bunch of stuff. I like a compliment sometimes. <laughs> we Dang. now bring you to the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> what were Stephen Hawking's favorite sex positions on Epstein Island? Hmm. Well... We had a voice. You did. It was supposed to be a voice. It was going to be fun. Well. Well. Uh, Who's going first? Who's going first? The voice was supposed to say, I want you to touch me where I can't feel it. (laughs) (laughs) But that would have been. It was great. Man. It would have been so good. Why doesn't. (sighs) Things don't work around here. Dang it. Man. All right. (laughs) First episode back. Favorite sex position on Epstein Island. Garrett. Uh, How 69,000. I like that. Angela. Reverse Christopher Reeves. <laughs> Cowgirl. Aww. That man was a legend. That's sad. Yes. He, well, he died of well. bad sores. Carol. I'm going to have to go with uh, downward dystrophy. <laughs> and don't make me reenact it. I'm saving that for my OnlyFans. Ooh, oh, very nice. Nice, nice. Investment. <laughs>
I'm going to go with veggie style. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in to Normal World. We will be back tomorrow, same time, same place, all up in your face. Right here. Bye.